Welcome to Open Doors at St Lawrence College, the podcast that sheds light on all facets of life within and surrounding UK independent boarding schools by connecting with staff, pupils and parents at St Lawrence College, an independent co-educational boarding and day school situated in South East England. Each week we'll be interviewing people within the community, asking questions and spending time to understand more. In this episode, we speak to two of the school's alumni, both of whom are now living in the Far East. Ricky in Hong Kong and CT in Malaysia reminisce on their lives at St. Lawrence College, having both left the school back in 1980. They discuss their fondest memories, how their time at St. Lawrence helped to enhance their careers after leaving school, and we find out more about school reunions and the importance of reconnecting with school friends. But we also find out what school lunches were like back in the 70s. And I'm glad to say that things in UK boarding schools have definitely moved on since those days. So let's step into this conversation so you can hear yourself from Ricky and CT. Ricky and CT, welcome to this episode of the podcast. How are you both today? Okay, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I'm great, except that we're in the middle of a lockdown with the COVID and uh, the situation in Malaysia is not that great at the moment, so numbers are running a bit high, so we're in the middle of lockdown. But I'm, I'm sort of semi-retired, so it's not so bad. I'm just doing more of what I usually do, resting and uh, having a cigar with friends on the, on the video call. Well, I, I think, you know, life in Hong Kong is very much similar. And um, fortunately, I'm also in a similar situation as CT. I'm also semi-retired. So it's a Monday in Hong Kong around 4 p.m. just after 4 o'clock. So it's happy hours time. So I've got my glass of red wine and uh, happily, you know, sipping it with, you know, my fellow friend CT over in Malaysia. And uh, it's been wonderful because, you know, um, productivity in the office is down to zero. And uh, so, so I get to get home, you know, very early and I can prepare myself, you know, for this conversation is wonderful. Excellent. Well, it's great that we got this technology in place that we can bring together the UK and Kuala Lumpur and Hong Kong all at the same time in one podcast recording. So I'm really excited to talk to you both. And, and I'm also keen to talk to you because you both, of course, attended a UK independent boarding school and that was St. Lawrence College. But before we get into that, I wonder whether you can both give us a quick summary as to... Uh, well, we know where you're living, but um, and we know at what stage in life you are. But maybe just talk a little bit about your your work, what it is that you both do for a living. Right. Uh, okay. Maybe I'll go first. I'm in my family business. We are currently uh, operating two hotels, one in Vietnam, and one in Madagascar, and we also have a coconut processing business in Vietnam. Gosh, so that's Vietnam and Madagascar, did you say? Yes, it's it's not the normal yeah portfolio of businesses for Malaysian, I must say. It's not, no. no. Why why Madagascar then? Well, it's a it's a bit of a long story, but my my dad, my late father, went there in the late nineties looking for opportunities to do some mining business, and uh, yeah, so we started investing there and all that. We don't do any mining at the moment, but we ended up building a hotel and yeah so we still have the hotel and that's still operating very good uh, thank you for that ct and ricky how about you right um i run my own business um it's actually in golf and outdoor accessories but i'm now semi-retired about seven years ago i sold the you know manufacturing side of the operation and uh, i suddenly found myself you know having a lot of spare time 
So what I did was I decided to do a PhD in politics and uh, international studies. And I graduated in uh, 2018. But, uh, but before that, but before that I, was, uh, I was an accountant by training and was a fund manager. I see. Right. Okay. Thank you for that, Ricky. And both of you, when did you leave school in the UK? What year was it? Well, we, we both left at the same time. Uh, we were there in, seven, I was there in 76 and I left in 1980. Yeah, I, I was a year later than, than CT. I joined St. Lawrence in 1977 and I left at the same time as well, 1980. 1980, I understand. Right. Okay. And tell me what school life was like for each of you. Ricky, do you want to go first? Oh, um... <laughs> I only had very good memories of our, you know, school life in St. Lawrence, because unlike, you know, school life in Hong Kong, which is very rigid, very, you know, sort of, you know, disciplined. Um, in St. Lawrence, you tend to get more, you know, freedom. You tend to, you know, you have, of course, you are still being disciplined. You still have routines, but mm-hmm. you also have a lot of spare time as well. And what is different, you know, from Hong Kong is that um, in St. Lawrence, it was a boarding school. And in a boarding school, you get to, you know, all your friends are right next to you. Hmm. And uh, that that is you know that was a lot of fun. So after class, you tend to, you know you get to see all your friends, and after you know homework, you know you can see them, you can talk to them. So it was a lot, it was a lot of fun. Hmm. CT, how do you remember it? I, I would uh, echo what Ricky said about school in this part of the world. I came from a big school, a large school, uh, two thousand odd students in uh, Kuala Lumpur. Wow, gosh. And the teaching methods here in those days, and I probably even till today, is very much spoon-fed. And so going to a British-style school, I imagine, it's very different. A lot more, uh, you, you depend a lot more on your own initiative to learn and, and, you know, to do research and stuff like that. Even at that time, I, I remember with history and subjects like that, we were left you know, to do a lot of work ourselves, which is which is fun. And uh, exactly what Ricky said, we spent all the time eating, sleeping, studying, playing with our friends. And and I, I remember very clearly in those days when uh, my parents used to ask me, how, how's, how's school? You know, they're all very concerned. And I used to say, oh, it's great, because every time I leave Malaysia to go to the UK, I felt like I was going on a holiday. It was like a holiday camp, right. except that <laughs> I had yes. to study, yes. you know, but the rest yes. of the time outside of studies was just fun, just sports and what have you. And then when that was finished, I went back to Malaysia for another holiday. So basically I had four years of holiday <laughs> in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so I had a great time. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, actually, you know, I, I told you, I think, you know, I just want to pick up something, you know, what, you know, CP said. And that that is exactly how I felt because, you know, when I left Hong Kong, I was sort of expected that I was going to be homesick. But obviously, you know, in a new environment, you were expected to, you know, to, to, to be homesick. But, you know, after, you know, just a couple of weeks, once you settled down in St. Lawrence and all the people there were so friendly, hmm. then, you know, I never felt, I never missed my family. I never missed my parents. In fact, you know, I, I didn't even want to go back to Hong Kong for holidays. Oh, wow. Because, you know, Gosh. England was like, you know, <laughs> yes. It, it was so much fun, you know. And, uh, and, and, and I think, you know, um, uh, I was a lot more stressful going back home to see my right. parents than, right. you know, than, 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 you know, staying in St. Lawrence and seeing the headmaster and housemaster. <laughs> I see. Right. Gosh. Um, so each of you, which house were you in? Just for the sake of people listening to this who, uh, who are associated with one house or another, which house were you both in? Well, we were both in Manor, Manor House, 
which I believe does not exist anymore, unfortunately. Yeah. Must be something we've done, CT. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're safe, Ricky. I'm sure it's nothing you both did. <laughs> but tell me, each of you, what, what, what are some of your fondest memories of St. Lawrence College and your fondest memories of being at a British boarding school? Actually, there's so many. There's just so many. Um, my my favorite thing uh, at St. Lawrence was really the sports. Studies were studies, you know, it was just something that we knew we had to do. But um, I, I really enjoyed sports when I was young, even in Malaysia. But uh, it was something that I had to, like, arrange for myself and, um, and persuade my mom that I had to go to school the weekend to play sport. But at St. Lawrence, it was all pre-arranged and it's all sorts of sports. And uh, I played games I've never played before, never imagined I would play. So it was fantastic. And, and being able in a small school to participate in the school teams, it was just, just, just a lot of fun, just very, very happy times. CT, what were some of your favorite sports you were doing there then? Well, I, I, I was doing, playing rugby and that, that was by far, you know, um, really a really fun sport not not just in terms of the game but in terms of the comradeship amongst the uh, the team or the squad actually you know you just get to make really really good friends on the rugby field as you can imagine you know you depend on each other and that sort of thing yeah and we and you go to showers together as well <laughs> <laughs> and ct outside of outside of sports what else did you enjoy about being at school in the UK? Well, one of the things that was that I found that there were a lot of things going on that I would not have had the opportunity to do in, in Malaysia. Uh, things like participating or getting involved in the school play, you know, it's, it's something that we don't do. And, and uh, you know, the, the students get involved in all different parts of the, the whole production, right? And I was operating, I was a lighting man, uh, lighting boy in those okay. days, <laughs> and you know, in charge of the opening up the uh, curtains and closing up the curtains, uh, things like that, the photography club and all sorts of stuff. So it's, it's a very wide variety of stuff that you get to do that, that is organized by the school. Then of course, there are other things that you do with the students in the off school hours, which was also a lot of fun, some of which I shouldn't mention. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like one of you has got real city life going on in the background with a siren going past. Yes, that's me. That's Hong Kong for you. <laughs> that, that's Hong Kong. Exactly that. <laughs> Ricky, tell me about some of your fondest memories of your time at school. Okay. Um, in my case, actually, you know, the fondest memory must be, must be about the food in, in, in St. Lawrence or the lack of it. Um, how should I say it? Because, you know, in, in those days, the school food wasn't really that special and it was never enough. So we Asians, we, we, we you know, we are always, you know, we always try to improvise and okay. try to, you know, make use of all the resources that we have and make something out of it. And, um, and I remember we used to, you know, get together and uh, we, we, make, we make toast using hangers and uh, we, 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 we put crackers between bread to make a, you know, a sandwich. We, do, we did all sorts of things. And I think, you know, um, towards a later time when someone brought in a rice cooker, we start cooking, you know, steamed Chinese sausage 
with rice. And then, of mm -hmm. course, you know, we start making instant noodles. And that is the time when we, you know, turn into entrepreneurs because, you know, we, we, we then start, you know, to sell the instant noodles to our classmates. And uh, so that, that, that helps help us through, you know, the term. Ricky, given your memory of St. Lawrence College with the food being like that, I don't know when you were last back at St. Lawrence College, but how do you expect the food to have changed from when you were at school in the 70s uh, to today in 2021? Well, I did go back to school in 2016. I went back to school and I was, you know, shown around the school. And my impression of it is still a very beautiful school, but, you know, they have added a lot more facilities. And uh, I'm sure the food is a lot better than, you know, than what we were, <laughs> you know, in the 70s. And uh, I'm pretty sure you have, you know, different cuisine as well. You probably even get a menu, you know, you can you can order from the menu a la carte. Um, <laughs> but um, but but I think, you know, I, I'm pretty sure, you know, it's, uh, it, it's more like, you know, a five star hotel. And CT, what, what's your memory of the food like? Well, I I had only one complaint about the food and that was that it was never enough <laughs> I was a I was a large boy then still am and I used to like to eat a lot and I would eat everything uh, so I wouldn't complain about the quality of the food at the time and I, I remember fondly some of the stuff that we used to have that I miss to today things like uh, cauliflower cheese I mean it's very simple and you think what well, cauliflower cheese nothing great Toad in the hole, there's nothing special. But these are the things that, that we had that I don't get anymore now that I'm back in KL. Um, rhubarb crumble. Who, who even sells rhubarb these days, you know? Um, yeah, but, but these are things that I, I really do miss. That's really good to hear, CT. And, and I still need to convince my wife that, you know, pork pie in England is served cold. Because you know, she of course it she, is. she doesn't believe, yeah. I mean, you know, you have stick and Guinness pie, you have you know, all sorts of different pies, you know, it's always hot. But pork pie in England is cold, you serve, you know, a salad, <laughs> absolutely right. And that is how it should be as well, Ricky. <laughs> yes, that's what I told her. <laughs> so, for the pair of you, how do you feel like your time at St. Lawrence helped to enhance your career after you left school? Okay, I, I. I, okay, it's a, it's a difficult question to answer, I think, but I can think of one thing, because the, the education and the, uh, the non-academic non side of growing up in Solons, I think, helped a lot, but we would not really appreciate it uh, unless we didn't have it, you know, you know what I mean? But one thing that I managed to do when I was there, I remember in my year, I was one of five students who did an O-level in industrial and engineering drawing. I didn't even know okay. there was such a thing, but you know, in lower sixth, we were very free and we were encouraged to pick up a few other O-levels just to keep ourselves busy. And I decided, oh, this engineering drawing looks interesting. So I, I did that and I did very well and, and I found it very interesting and I enjoyed it a lot. And in my work, in one of my previous businesses, I used to have a look at drawings, industrial drawings a lot, uh, plans and things like that. And I think that really helped because then it was easy, easy to read and easy to comprehend. Whereas I can imagine someone who had not done things like that would have struggled, you know, uh, just, just being faced with that, not having done drawings before. But yeah, so things like that, you know, so you, you never know what you learn would help you in the future. Mm. Ricky, how about you? 
I agree with CT, you know, academically, you know, I, I think, you know, the school provides a lot of you know, varieties for you, know, for you to choose from. And you can really, you know, sort of, you know, uh, help you to launch, you know, your, your career if you, if you have already chosen one. But I think the more important aspect is not just the academic side of it. It is actually the, the, the experience of learning. And that experience actually brought together by a multicultural background because, you know, we have different students coming from, you know, different countries, all parts mm. of the world. Mm. And so at a very early stage, you are sort of exposed, you know, to different culture and you sort of learn how to, you know, uh, understand each other and how to, you know, work together. And I think that builds a very good platform for, you know, for future development. It builds your character, it builds your confidence, it builds your, you know, your social skills. And I think these are the, you know, the, the attributes that I think, you know, what, you know, St. Lawrence education really means to me. Hmm. Hmm. That's really good to hear, Ricky. Yeah, if I may just add to what Ricky has said. We, we had students from West Africa, from the Middle East, uh, Iran in those days, uh, Persia, of course, of the Far East and all that. India, South America. So we had people from a ver wide variety of cultures and backgrounds and, and beliefs and practices. Yes. And I think uh, it was the first time for me, at least, uh, to understand that people from different cultures have different norms. And, mm -hmm. and we have to learn that, you know, some, some things are just not peculiarities, it's their norms. <laughs> They're not strange people. It's just how they are, you know. And uh, in life, after that, you you meet people from all over the place, and we we get to understand that look, you know, people in in one country may have different expectations, but it's it's okay because that's what that's what they are. They're just not trying to be funny. It's just how they are. It's just how they are. Yeah, yeah. And Ricky, you mentioned that you came back to St Lawrence College in 2016. I think you said it was. Do either of you still see anyone at all from St. Lawrence College? And CT, I know that you're involved in a reunion in KL at some point. Can you tell us a little bit about that as well? Yeah, sure. Uh, well, Ricky was involved uh, very much in that reunion. You know, basically he started it off and I, I had to... <laughs> he sort of just passed me the ball and I just had to run with it. <laughs> so <to speak. laughs> That's why you're a good rugby player. <laughs> and, and, yeah, but, but it was great because um, we, you know, before that, I was in touch with just a handful of OLs. And, uh, but getting in touch with a lot more in organizing the uh, reunion, you know, we, we start with three contacts and, and then it just grows exponentially very quickly to 30. And we were very happy to have that sort of number turn up. And so many of friends whom we've not met before, and some we never met before, and yeah, and then because of of an event like that, I think uh, it allowed us to rebond. And since then, we've been keeping in touch a lot more. And and that network has grown again because of you know uh, A knowing B and B knowing where C was and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So yeah, so yeah, so that, that that was very good. Should have done it a lot earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I think you know I I think CT was absolutely right because you know, I think you know thanks to the school because you know they organize the you know reunions in you know in in Asia, and um, they started off in Hong Kong first. I think we had quite a few reunions in Hong Kong, and that's how I met up with you know some of my peers uh, who I haven't you know 
seen for you know for many years since I left college. But I think you know the 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 importance is that you know. Unlike you know you have Facebook, you have you know you have all these you know social platform nowadays. You know you can you you can still you know keep in touch quite easily, but that is different. You know,、mm. having a reunion, face to face, talking to each other, having a good drink, having a good laugh, sharing you know memories. I think that is important. That is something which you know you cannot achieve you know on a Facebook you know on the,、mm. on any you know social media platform, and I think you know that is important. And I think you know I agree with CT. The last year reunion in KL was the start. It was just the beginning. I think you know we hope you know we can actually keep the momentum up, and、uh, and get more reunions and getting more countries involved as well, because you know there are so many OLs in Asia, not just in Hong Kong, not just in Malaysia. And one thing I think you know coming back to the you know reunion in KL, I was so pleased to see that actually some you know OLs coming from Jakarta in Indonesia. They came from you know Singapore. They make an effort, you know, to join the reunion. So that shows、mm. how you know how much the school actually means for them. Hmm. Hmm. This is really good to hear. Thank you for that, Ricky. And well, both of you, thank you so much for your time coming onto this podcast episode. We need to bring it to a close now. But I just wanted to say thank you for being here and sharing your own experience of what it was like being at a UK British school like St Lawrence College back in the seventies. But thank you both for being here. No,、oh, thank you. Thank you, Simon. Thank you, Simon. So that was Ricky and CT from Hong Kong and Malaysia, respectively. A big thank you to you both for coming onto this episode of the podcast. Technology is so impressive, isn't it? When it's used for good like this, connecting people from around the world. Now, the next episode is going to be released soon, so now really is the time to click and follow this podcast so that you don't miss the next episode when it's released. But that's for next time. Look after yourselves in the meantime, and we look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Bye for now.